0: Some place their trust in the wisdom of another. Some search for light in the dark. But like a child, I have come with simple faith in the only one who can change my heart. I believe God. I believe his word is true, for I've seen what he can do. When I call upon his name, I believe God. So let the world say what they will. I will choose to serve him still, knowing he will never change. believe God. Some say this life is the only thing that matters. Some say we live and then we die, but I'm convinced That eternity awaits. So with every breath, I will testify. I believe God, and I believe His word is true. For I've seen what He can do when I call upon His name. I believe God, so let the world say what they will I will choose to serve him still, knowing he will never change. I believe God, and I believe his word is true, for I've seen what he can do when I call upon his name. I I believe God so let the world say what they will I will choose to serve him still knowing he will never change I believe God I believe God
1: chapter 6, and verse number 30 here, Uh, we go through this passage of Scripture, and uh, I don't know about you, but as I read through uh, God's Word, I I try to place myself there. I try to imagine what the scenario was like, what the, not just the words being said, but the way they're being said. I don't know about you, but you probably heard something similar when you were growing up. I would get myself into trouble. And sometimes I'd get myself into trouble and it was, what did I say? And the response would come back, it's not what you said, it's how you said it. And sometimes as we look into the scriptures, how was it being said? What was that countenance like? What was, the, what was the voice inflection like as the Lord here is trying to help His people? So let's look again with it here in verse number 30. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall He not much more clothe you? O ye of little faith, therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. Now, what do you see right after that? I see a smiley face. You have the colon, and then you have the parentheses, and in this world of texting, uh that's how I respond to a lot of things. And as I, as I look down, I see that. I can just see the Lord just smiling. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying here? And I know that that punctuation was not a, uh, it was not a text scenario, but uh, I still like what I see. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. He knows. We find ourselves as humans struggling with this thing called trust. It's hard when you have been let down to trust. People will let you down. I will let you down. But the Lord will never let you down. Never. Now, He may not give us what we want, but He will never let us down. And here, when we look at this passage of Scripture, we find Him starting out with just the necessities of life. And he said, our Heavenly Father, so clothes the grass of the field, shall he not much more clothe you? And that next statement, O ye of little faith. O ye of little faith. Now, When he was making that statement, O ye of little faith, he was talking to people of faith who had given up everything to follow him. But this journey of faith is a journey, isn't it? And when we grow in one area, okay, I get this under control. It goes to another level, doesn't it? And here, as we look here, the Lord says, O ye of little faith. Little faith comes from the Greek word uh, oligopistos, it's one word, and it's characterized by a very weak belief, trust, or reliance. There was a, uh, a man that uh, uh, was interviewing uh, a person that was in the uh, circuses and would do the, the uh, trapeze. And, uh, and they would go from uh, one trapeze to the other trapeze. And, uh, but underneath them, they would have a net. And he said that that net has to be trusted. Trusted. He said as he would learn and as he would train with the circus, he said you would get to a place where you were wanting to do something, but you were fearful of falling. I don't know about you, but if I was up on one of those trapezes, I would be fearful of falling. And the man said, you have to trust the net. He said, until you trust the net, you can never fully become good or you can never challenge yourself in your performances on the trapeze. He said, if you don't trust the net, you are too worried to let go of one trapeze and reach out for the next. He said, but the only way to trust the net, the fall. He said, but it wasn't just one fall. You would fall until you would perfect falling. Now, that sounds terrible. But what would happen, as he said, as he was learning how to, uh, to work the, uh, the different scenarios on the trapeze, that as he trusted the net, he could challenge himself and he could expand his, uh, all of the act that he was trying to do because he no longer feared falling because the net was there. And if he challenged himself and he missed, he was okay because he had fallen so many times and that net had caught him so many times that pretty soon he didn't even think about the net, didn't even think about falling, only thought about that trapeze that was coming towards him, the opportunity to take the next step. Faith is that way. Our faith never grows when we stay on the pedestal. Our faith never grows and if we don't take a step of faith. Faith is not fact. You can try to pencil it all out, but the Lord doesn't let us. He tells us He wants us to take steps of faith, and as we take are wanting to take that step of faith, how can we truly trust Him? The only way we can truly trust Him is to be able to look at all the times that He proved Himself true. But it doesn't work just to trust that He took care of somebody else. You've got to trust that He'll take care of you. So tonight we're going to look at, can we trust God, Father, I pray that you'd help us tonight. Thank you for the, just the blessed day that we have seen, the, uh, the attendance on the buses this morning, and the visitors, and the little child that was saved, and then these that were in jail uh, that were saved tonight. And Lord, thank you for just working, and I pray that you would help us. Uh, Father, just to have a heart's desire to to know you better and to follow you. And uh, may we grow in this area of faith in our lives. May we trust you uh, as we serve you, please. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. So here he said, O ye of little faith, and uh, that, uh, that word oligopistos, it's used five times and, uh, in the New Testament, and it is always translated uh, little faith, little faith, every time it's translated that way. And uh, so can we trust God, and praise the Lord, we have a God who is trustworthy, he is trustworthy. He is worthy of our faith. He is worthy of our trust. He is worthy of our, con- our confidence in Him. So we're going to look at several areas uh, where uh, we should not have little faith, but we should have trust. Uh, so we're going to look at those five instances where little faith is mentioned. And so uh, first of all, I want you to see here in Matthew 6, the necessities of life. The necessities of life. Can we trust God with the necessities of life? Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek for your heavenly Father, knoweth that ye have need of all these things. God knows what we need. Let me say that again. God knows what we need. And with Him knowing what we need, He is a good heavenly Father that will provide those needs. Do we believe that? Or do we, are we the one that has to perform that? Are we trusting us or are we trusting him? You know, just because you have money in the bank does not mean that you should not live by faith. As a believer, we are to live by faith. The just shall live by faith. And uh, no matter what our condition is, no matter what our economic situation is, we need to be trusting God uh, for our daily provisions, for the necessities of life. So often we are fearful, uh, we have little faith, that we think, well, I can't do this or that because I've got to try to uh, take care of my daily needs. I've got to put food on the table. Let me tell you something. It's it's not your job to put food on the table. I'm not saying not to work. Our job is to seek him first. He said, seek me first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Uh, we seek him and he provides. Uh, he, we, of course, are to be good stewards and we are to work. The Bible teaches us that. Uh, I'm not minimizing that. What I am saying is that uh, we shouldn't be caught up with just the uh, the pressures of daily life, uh, the pressures of, uh, of trying to uh, meet the need that we have for eat and drink and clothing, all these things, the house, the car, uh, the gas, the PG&E, the tuition, the necessities, the personal care, the haircuts, the, uh, the, uh, the pedicures, and uh, the nails being done. Uh, you know what? Uh, God takes care of us. God takes care of us. And because he loves us, He gives us a lot of wonderful things along the way. There are so many blessings that we get to enjoy. But in our life, can we trust Him? You see, if we're not careful, we think, well, I can't tithe, I can't give, I can't uh, support missions or all of these things because I have all these bills. No, it's not about that. It is about, am I going to trust God? God said that He would take care of all these things. I've just got to trust Him. I'm not saying sit back and do nothing and just say, okay, God. No. He gives us strength. He gives us intellect. He gives us health. He gives us opportunity. uh, But at the same time, we have to realize that uh, we need to trust Him uh, with our necessities of life. So can we trust God with the necessities of life? Number two, can we trust God with the storms of life? The storms of life. Go to Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8 and verse number 23. Matthew chapter 8, verse 23. We'll read down to verse 27. Matthew 8. And when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him, and behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. And his disciples came unto him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. And he saith unto them, Why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. But the men marveled, saying, What manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? Now, can you imagine? I, I like storms. I like watching storms but I don't think I would want to be in the middle of a storm out on the ocean. And here are these fishermen whose livelihood was out on this sea, and now they are fearful for their life. This was not just a few swells. This was a storm that the waves were covering the deck, if you would. And this these men uh, were fearful of this storm. They wake the Lord up and they say, save us, we perish. You know, can we trust the Lord in the storm? You know, I wish I could say that storms weren't coming our way. But they are. Not only are they coming our way, these storms can come up out of nowhere. Everything was smooth sailing. Jesus goes, takes a nap, and it breaks loose. And all of a sudden, the waves and the storm and the winds... You know, sometimes in life it doesn't seem like there's a cloud in the sky, and the next moment you blink and everything's upside down. Windy, the footing that you once had that you were comfortable with, you're no longer comfortable with. Everything is uneasy, and it's rough. Matthew 8, 25, he said, and his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. What were they saying? We don't see how we can make another day. I'm not sure if I can keep on going. Lord, I need you to save me. I'm not talking about salvation for our sin. I'm talking about the storms that come. Yesterday, Deb and I... Stopped and prayed with one of our ladies whose son just died. She's in the middle of a storm. Miss Laura, it's losing brother Ron. You know, life brings storms. There's storms that we face that we didn't think that we were going to have to face. Some storms that we have, we we know that those are coming. We all know one of these days we're going to get to the end of our life. But maybe it's a storm of financial reversal. Maybe it's a storm of health issues. Maybe it's a storm of relational breakup. I don't know what it is, but what I do know is that in the storm we have to ask ourselves, can I trust God? Can I trust God? Can we trust Him with our necessities? Can we trust Him with the storms that uh, we face? Can we trust God with the necessities of life? Can we trust God with the storms of life? Can we trust God in life's journey of faith? It would just seem like if I'm going to follow the Lord, things are going to just fall into place. Take your Bibles, go to Matthew 14. Matthew chapter 14. If you'll hurry up a little bit faster, I'll hurry up. Matthew chapter 14. Look with me at verse 24. Matthew 14, 24. Bible says, but the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. Now, this is the fourth watch of the night. The first watch starts at six. So from six to nine is the first watch. From nine to midnight is the second watch. From midnight to three is the third watch. The fourth watch was between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. So this is the fourth watch of the night. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a Spirit, and they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. What an amazing event. Peter squeezed enough faith out of four letters, come, to climb out of the ship, onto the waves in the middle of a storm, and to walk on water. That's a lot of faith. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were coming to the ship, the wind ceased. And they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth thou art the Son of God. You decide to live by faith. It does not mean that the storms will not still rage. You decide to live and step out trusting God. It doesn't mean that you won't find yourself sinking. Now, that just seems so counterintuitive. Here, Peter has enough faith to climb out of the boat and walk on this water. Now, all of a sudden, he's sinking. In living out his faith, he was sinking. Now, the Lord didn't let him perish but he let him sink. I would think that if we're going to step out by faith, the Lord's not going to let us sink. But here, Peter is sinking. It's not turning out like he thought it was going to turn out. You know, in the Christian life, it doesn't turn out the way we thought it was going to turn out. All of the grandiose ideas of, you know, we're saved and serving the Lord, married and kids and just, just living for the Lord, it's going to be good. And it is good. But there are storms. And sometimes in the, the actions of faith, we can still sink. Do we trust God? Well, I don't want to sink. I know. I don't want to fall. I don't want to sink. But I've got to trust God no matter what. I've got to take those steps of faith. So here the storms will still rage and faith will be tested and our faith will be tried. Peter, he acknowledged here who Jesus was. He recognized the power that Christ had. He realized an opportunity that was presenting him uh, to, uh, to act in faith and by faith. Peter's following the Lord, listened to his word. He said, come, and now he's walking by faith, and now he's sinking. Doing right, but sinking. Living by faith, but sinking. We don't ever preach those messages, do we? But here that's exactly what was going on. And we say, well, it was because Peter took his eyes off the Lord and he's looking at the waves. Maybe that was the case. I don't know. But regardless, Peter had taken a step of faith and now he is out in that sea and he is walking on that water and now he is finding himself sinking in his faith. We can be living in faith And find the waters, the storms of life, take everything from us. He said, Pastor, how does that work? Go back into your mind to the book of Job. Job was an upright man. Feared God, he shewed evil. And what do we find? We find Job serving the Lord, and yet everything was removed from him. You know, do we trust God that God is good even when steps of faith don't seem to work out? Well, I was doing everything that I was supposed to do, and this happened. trust God. Trust God. You don't know what's around the corner. We don't know what God is going to do in the future. We don't know how the the whole scenario is going to be played out, but we need to trust God. Uh, We know that all things work together for good to them that love God, right? We know that He can use the tragedies to accomplish something great for his glory. Sometimes our hurt is what God is going to use to help somebody else. Job went through that. Peter here, he is sinking. He was sinking as he was uh, walking on this water, taking steps of faith. And let me ask you a question. Is it okay if we sink? Will we still trust God? You see, that little faith, it's used here in this passage as well. What do you mean, little faith? I mean, he just got out of the ship and started walking on the sea. That doesn't sound like little faith to me. But here the Lord is looking at it, and he is pointing out, what was it? It was a lack of trust. We've got to trust God. We need to trust him uh, with the necessities of life. We need to trust him with the storms of life. We need to trust him with life's journey of faith uh, and just keep following him, even when things don't seem to work out the way we had envisioned them working out. Fourthly, we need to trust him with the leaven in life. Matthew chapter 16, Matthew 16, I'll I'll hurry. Matthew 16, and verse number 1, Matthew 16, 1, we'll read through verse 12. Bible says the Pharisees also with the Sadducees came and tempting desired him that he would show them a sign from heaven. And he answered and said unto them, When it is even, ye say it will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red, and lowering lowering. Uh, O ye hypocrites, ye can discern the face of the sky, but ye cannot discern the signs of the times. "'A wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, "'and there shall no sign be given unto it "'but the sign of the prophet Jonas. "'And he left them and departed. "'And when his disciples were come to the other side, "'they had forgotten to take bread. "'And Jesus said unto them, "'Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees "'and of the Sadducees. "'And they reasoned among themselves, saying, "'It is because we have taken no bread.' "'Which, when Jesus perceived, he said unto them, "'O ye of little faith, why reason ye among yourselves, "'because ye have brought no bread? "'Do ye not yet understand, "'neither remember the five loaves and the 5,000 "'and how many baskets ye took up, "'neither the seven loaves and the 4,000 "'and how many baskets ye took up? "'How is it that ye do not understand that I spake it, "'not to you concerning bread?' Uh, that ye should beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. Then understood they how that he bade them not beware of the leaven of bread, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. And what I'm telling you tonight here is as we are are trusting God, we have to trust God in the, the, uh, uh, the realm of those who would try to undermine your faith. There are people in the Christian world that do more to undermine other believers' faith. It's unbelievable. The amount of believers that are undermined in their faith on YouTube and all these podcasts, they are trying to tear down instead of build up. These Pharisees, they were knowledgeable about spiritual things, but they had no spiritual understanding. You know, we better watch out who we're listening to. Who who are we listening to? Who are we allowing to influence us? And Jesus was telling them, listen, you need to beware of the leaven, the doctrine uh, of these Pharisees, uh, these Sadducees. Uh, They are trying to undermine the faith. And there are people that are going to come into your life, and they are going to try to undermine your faith. Don't allow somebody else to cause you to lose your faith in God. Don't allow somebody else that seems knowledgeable. Well, they're so smart. Well, if they're so smart, why aren't they serving the Lord? Yeah. If they're so smart, why are they spending their energy trying to tear things down instead of building people up? Yeah. Why are they trying to tear down faith instead of building up faith? Yeah. See, the, the religious crowd is often the crowd that will undermine the faith of the believer. Beware. Trust God, uh, even uh, with the leaven in life and those that come along to try to undermine. Lastly, trust God with the legacy of life, in the legacy of life. Go to Luke 12, Luke 12. In Luke chapter 12, we find how a rich man has, has increased in goods Luke chapter 12, look at verse 20. The Bible says, But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. And he said unto his disciples, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, neither for the body, what ye shall put on. The life is more than meat, and the body more than raiment. Consider the ravens, for they sow not nor reap. Uh, Uh, which neither have storehouse nor barn and God feedeth them how much more are ye better than the fowls and which of you taking thought can add to a stature one cubit if ye then be not able to do that which a thing is least why take ye thought for the rest Uh, consider the lilies how they grow they toil not they spin not and yet I say unto you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like unto one of these if If then God so clothed the grass, which today is in the field, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe ye, O ye of little faith? And seek not ye what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, neither be ye of doubtful mind. For all these things do the nations of the world seek after, and your Father knoweth that ye have need of these things. But rather, seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. What are those next two words? Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Trust Him. He'll take care of us. Trust Him. Well, how's it all going to come together? We don't know. I wish I had a crystal ball where I could just look at it and see what's coming uh, down the pike. I can't do that. You can't either. The Bible doesn't give us that kind of insight. But what we do know is we have a heavenly father that has put himself on record saying, trust me. Trust me. And we can. But that faith In what our life is going to matter for. You know, one of these days we're going to be the one that's lying in state. One of these days somebody's going to get up and lie about us, tell how great of a person we were. There's coming that day. And the only thing that's going to matter at that point is what have I done for the Savior that legacy trust him enough to live for him now so that life that we have lived will matter you know we've got kids around here praise the lord a lot of churches don't have kids running around young families what a blessing you know, we need to be living in such a way that they're watching. There's so much that is caught, not taught. There's so much that we, we're just going to get by observing and watching how somebody else lived and how they acted. And we grow in our faith. We watch other believers trust God And it gives us faith that we can trust God. Don't quit. He is is a God who who will meet all the needs that we have. Focus on the eternal. The temporal will be added. He said it was the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. God is a good God. And He blesses us far beyond what we deserve. Well, let's serve Him. Let's honor Him. Let's trust Him. Hebrews 11, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders received a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God, so that the things which are seen are, were not made of things which do appear. Verse 6, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Can we trust God? Can we trust him for everything? In living, in dying, in surviving, in thriving, in preparing, in repairing, can we just trust Him? Can we trust God? And I wish I could just get up here and say that you all need to trust God. But I've got to trust Him too. Every one of us personally have to look into our own soul And we've we've just got to decide we're going to trust Him. And as we do, we end up seeing that the net works. Because it's not all for sure, but He is for sure and we can trust him. Father, I pray that you'd help us tonight. Thank you for all that you've done and all that you're doing. And and I pray that you would just grow us tonight, help our faith to grow. Uh, Lord, help us to truly trust that we can take those steps of faith. And no matter what, as we take those steps, even if we fall, Lord, you're there to catch us. And I pray that you'd help us tonight. Help each family, each husband, each wife, each man, each woman, each child, each teenager. Help each and every one of us to look into our own life and see whether we are trusting you or whether that little phrase, little faith, is going to identify our condition. And so help us to grow. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. Let's stand together. The instruments will play.